0: From the newsrooms of the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age, this is Please Explain. I'm Samantha Selinger-Morris. It's Tuesday, January 30th. It's been nearly six weeks since journalist Antoinette Latouf was sacked from the ABC. And since then, many of us have been left to wonder. How has a short contract, that was only ever meant to last for five days, turned into a full-blown cultural reckoning? Because it's not just the national broadcaster that has been plunged into turmoil today, media reporter Callum Jaspin on how this saga has exposed questions about free speech and workers' rights and whether journalists have any business performing the role of activists. So Callum, the sacking of broadcaster Antoinette Latouf over a social media post that she shared last month has of course ignited fierce criticism of the ABC. And it's raised some serious questions about the broadcaster's stance on diversity and bias, among other questions. So can you tell me about the sequence of events that actually led to Latouf's sacking?
1: It's been a busy five or six weeks for the ABC in a, in a period that I guess I was expecting personally to be pretty quiet. This largely kicked off in the week leading up to Christmas. Uh, usually the year-round radio presenters go and leave across the festive and summer period while the ratings agencies and surveys take a break. During that period, they bring in you know a, a whole raft of reserve presenters. And, and for this particular spot, ABC Radio Sydney, it had a week of shows that it needed to fill in its mornings slot, a pretty prestigious slot across the Melbourne and Sydney channels, in this instance hosted by Sarah McDonald. It's a slot of pretty serious importance, as John Fain, the former Mornings presenter in Melbourne, told us last week. It's one of the seven or so regular positions of serious daily influence on the ABC. To fill this week of shows, the ABC brought in Antoinette Latouf. ABC Radio Sydney Mornings
0: with Antoinette Latouf.
1: In for She's sort of been described freelance journalist, diversity advocate, author and commentator. She signed a short-term contract with the ABC to present the show between the 18th and 22nd of December. With the news cycle winding down, it was looking like it would be a fairly rudimentary week of hosting. Summer in Sydney and indeed New South Wales means Sydney to Hobart. I guess one important thing about Latouf's hire, as she had worked for the ABC on contracts over the last. 10 years or so but in the 10 weeks or so before the hosting gig would take place her position on israel and palestine and the israel and hamas war had been pretty well established she'd called israeli soldiers bloodthirsty said that they'd used rape as a weapon of war for the entirety of palestine's history and she'd also co-written an article for crikey the week prior calling into question whether protesters in sydney had in fact chanted gas the jews at a october 7 attack protest outside the the Sydney Opera House. News broke on the Wednesday of that week, three days into her five-day contract, that she would no longer be finishing up her final two shifts. ABC heads continued to roll. Uh, The radio host Antoinette Latouf was sacked this afternoon. I guess a a contrasting version of of events, the ABC says that it centres around a post that Latouf made on social media on the Tuesday night which featured a Human Rights Watch post reporting that Israel was using starvation as a weapon of war. An important thing to note here is that the ABC had also covered this report by Human Rights Watch twice in that same week. The day following, a number of ABC executives, including Chris Oliver-Taylor, its chief content officer and head of audio, Ben Latimer, met and they decided that Latouf wouldn't be seeing out the week after she had been instructed by her managers to avoid posting on social media about what they deemed controversial topics while on air. They also said that they had received several complaints about her presence as a presenter on such a high profile show. Latouf says she never received this instruction and the same week lodged proceedings with the Fair Work Commission claiming unlawful termination, citing expression of political opinion.
0: And This is such an important case because it's not just about me. It's about free speech. It's about racism. It's about the important role journalists play in truth-telling and, crucially, it's also about a fair, independent and robust ABC.
1: Later this month... She expanded this claim to include racial discrimination. Her updated claim said her race was a contributing factor, being of Lebanese, Arab and Middle Eastern heritage. It would also be important to note here that um, since this is all sort of gone ahead, the ABC is now seeking for the, the case to be thrown out arguing that she wasn't in fact sacked because she was on a short-term casual contract. It simply decided that it no longer required her for the final two shifts of her prior agreement.
0: And a key question in all of this is likely to be whether Latouf had actually breached internal ABC policies about social media posting or whether the ABC had acted due to external lobbying. Now, you and fellow journalist Michael Batchlard have actually reported on two groups who launched a coordinated effort over WhatsApp. Can you tell us about these leaked messages?
1: Yeah, so we reported on the 16th of January. So this this is where tensions really began to reach boiling point. The first group of leaked messages showed a coordinated letter writing campaign from members of a WhatsApp group that was called the Lawyers for Israel. Now, in these messages, they particularly targeted ABC chair Ita Buttrose, who is, as we speak, now about five weeks away from ending her five year tenure as chair. And they also targeted managing director David Anderson, pushing for the sacking of Latouf, in some instances, threatening legal action if this wasn't taken. The messages and letter writing began when the group became aware of Latouf hosting the show that week and continued throughout that week. How the The finer details of the day that she was sacked unfolded are still unknown. But what we do know is that in the hours before she was told by management, Buttrose had responded directly to one of the lawyers for Israel's concerns, writing the concerns had been noted and that the email had been forwarded on to Chris Oliver Taylor, who was dealing with the matter. One of the members of the group had referred to Latouf's lawyer, Josh Bornstein, who is Jewish himself, as a traitor. The second group that you referenced just before, Samantha, the uh, the Jewish Australian creatives and academics, showing pretty similar correspondence, with Buttrose also informing a complainant directly later on that day, on the Wednesday, that Latouf no longer worked for the ABC. So w- whatever real influence the letters had, I think is hard for us to say definitively. And Anderson, the managing director, and Buttrose have rejected any inference that they or the ABC have been somehow influenced by external actors, but members of the group were sort of claiming the scalp themselves uh, on the chat and messages we've shown. And for many ABC staff, it, it's not a good look, regardless of how it was explained thereafter.
0: We know that the day after Latouf's dismissal, federal politics reporter Noor Haidar actually resigned over the ABC's coverage of the conflict in Gaza. And I imagine many listeners would remember that veteran broadcaster Stan Grant stood down from the ABC just last year, complaining that he too had little support from management when he was targeted both by other media and members of the public. So this raises, I think, a broader question about the ABC, which is that does it have a systemic problem? Is the ABC actually at risk here of losing all its diverse staff?
1: Well, look, I'm not sure that I can... Go as far as saying it's systemic, but some staff clearly believe that is the case. At a meeting last week between uh, several hundred of the broadcaster's staff, at which Around 130 union staff voted on a motion of no confidence in David Anderson, one of its most senior journalists and home affairs editor, John Lyons, said pretty much exactly what you're asking there. He said the ABC is at risk of losing its best diverse staff. He said they come for a while and then they're out the door because they get a taste of what it's like to work here. He drew attention to some of these simmering issues that we've sort of mentioned, saying that when the heat's on, our journalists are not being supported by management. We're being attacked by outside groups, and no one from the ABC is out there defending us. Many of us feel ve- like we're very much on our own. So yeah, sort of echoing a sentiment shared by staff, and also um, drawing the link back to the departure of Stan Grant in 2023. Now we've spoken to a number of current and former staff as well. Some of those are looking to, to to leave for reasons cited subject to opportunities, while others have sort of cited that as a reason for their departure. Um, Justin Stevens, the ABC's boss, conceded to, to staff in an email last week there is still a way to go in addressing some of these issues. However, yeah, I, I think going as far as saying it's a systemic problem is probably not one for me to say.
0: We'll be right back. So Callum, I want to turn now to how the ABC is responding to all of the concerns of its staff and senior journalists. What has it said?
1: It's it's yet to give any sort of real credence to staff claims david anderson responded to us last monday saying he's always and regularly defends the abc its journalists and its journalism and any suggestion otherwise um, particularly when external pressure is applied is incorrect and offensive he has since agreed to meet abc staff to hear out their concerns over recent weeks and and the ABC's chair, Aita Buttrose, she chaired a, an emergency meeting of the board on Tuesday last week after the staff's vote of no confidence in David Anderson, where, funnily enough, the board came out with its own unanimous vote of confidence in Anderson. After that meeting, the ABC put out a statement from its board and from Ita Butros, who um, called staff claims abhorrent and incorrect, so somewhat just dismissing those claims.
0: And Antoinette Latouf had actually been an outspoken critic of Israel's bombing in Gaza before being hired by the ABC. Some commentators even criticized the ABC for so-called negligence if they weren't aware of those posts. But Latouf's activism on diversity was actually a large part of her appeal as a journalist. So I guess the question this all raises is, is it possible to be a journalist and an activist?
1: Um, I, I think it somewhat depends where you work. Some places take a harder line approach to these things than others. The noteworthy thing about the ABC is that it has a charter and an act to uphold, and the fact that it's paid for by all Australians, so therefore should have to provide for all Australians. I guess, for example, our papers, while we uphold a similar impartial approach to reporting, if readers don't like what they're reading, they're not actually obliged to pay for it. There was a great quote by John Fain, the former Mornings presenter in Melbourne. He said that she was an activist on Friday uh, and a presenter on Monday. Summing it up by uh, saying, well, that doesn't work. From a a different point of view, many reporters, political, culture, whatever you cover, they do also write opinion and, you know, the, the blurring of line between journalist and commentator is increasingly seen on, you know, channels like Sky It's a tricky one, but I think maybe the lines of demarcation probably needed to be a little bit clearer in some instances.
0: Now, I wanted to ask you about the very near future for the ABC, because, of course, you mentioned that ABC chair Ida Buttrose is only weeks away from finishing her post. And now we've got Kim Williams, who is going to be entering as the chair of the ABC in March. And I guess just tell me a bit more about him broadly.
1: Uh, Williams himself is a pretty interesting character. It appears he fulfills some sort of a uh, lifelong desire of his to lead the ABC. This sort of his fourth tilt at uh, leading the organisation. He applied for the job of managing director when he was in his uh, early 20s. So this is the fourth time lucky for him, and I think the main challenge, as it's been suggested by some others as well, will be towing the line between running the board and running the company. His 18 years at the Murdoch-controlled News Corp have largely led... The headlines, that stint culminating him him being installed as chief executive of News Corp Australia for just 20 months before being somewhat chased out by its most senior editors. Um, among those, former editor-in-chief of The Australian, Chris Mitchell, told me last week, though, that he'd be more at home at the ABC than he was at News Corp. Uh, he's married to Gough Whitlam's daughter, Catherine, with those knowing him brushing off suggestions of being some sort of Murdoch stooge. He went on a media blitz last week. Um, calling some sections of the ABC bland uh, He said that it needs more arts and music coverage It needs to innovate it needs to increase its cultural diversity And step back on the self-congratulation And rather focus on being loud in its performance So he's certainly got some thoughts on the ABC already But um, affecting change um, from the role of chair Will be, uh, will be his main t- task, I think
0: Thank you, Callum, for your time Today's episode of Please Explain was produced by Tammy Mills and Julia Karkatzel, with technical assistance by David McMillan. Our executive producer is Ruby Schwartz. Please Explain is a production of The Age and the City Morning Herald. If you enjoy the show and want more of our journalism, subscribe to our newspapers today. It's the best way to support what we do. Search The Age or smh.com.au. Forward slash subscribe. I'm Samantha Salinger Morris. This is Please Explain. Thanks for listening.